Well, good morning. Welcome to the house of the Lord today. So glad you are worshiping with us. <clears throat> Today's flowers have been placed by Betty Brennan and family in loving memory of Jennifer Keene. Uh, today we have a special speaker with us. Uh, we're going to have TC and Kelly Bars. They are prospective missionaries to Mexico. Uh, they're looking to go there in February. Uh, they are with Ethnos 360. Uh, so again, we'll be hearing more from them uh, during our message. TC and Kelly have uh, two children, uh, Piper, a newborn, and also Mabel. And I uh, had a chance to spend some time with them last night. And uh, they also met with our missions committee uh, back in the summer. And uh, we're really uh, looking forward to what they're going to be sharing with us. Uh, TC and Kelly are uh, from Maryland. And uh, they graduated Word of Life. They spent three years on staff at Word of Life. And uh, again, uh, thank you to the Irizarries for hosting them. And uh, again, looking forward to what they're going to be uh, sharing today. Uh, they'll be uh, preaching in our, uh, well, uh, TC will be preaching in our regular service, and then uh, they will also be over in the fellowship hall for a combined Sunday school uh, during Sunday school hour, where you can uh, talk with them more and learn more about them, ask them some questions, uh, that sort of thing. Also today at 6 o'clock is a special youth group, uh, Nerf Night. Uh, so this is a, a big hit with the teens, so we'll be praying for uh, that to go well, that a lot of kids come out, pray for a safe time, and uh, that's at 6 o'clock this evening. On uh, Monday, tomorrow at 10.30, there is a heart-to-heart -heart craft and luncheon that's going to be here in the, in the church, uh, so all the uh, widows are invited to that. Uh, Tuesday, quoters have the regular meeting and college and career. Wednesday, full day of activities, men and women's breakfast at Jabani's, go for buddies and Olympians in the evening, as well as ladies' Bible study with Betty, pa uh, Pastor Brennan's Bible study, and the weekly prayer meeting. And then Thursday at 6 o'clock is the guitar class. Uh, last week, we showed the video for Operation Christmas Child. It's always exciting to be a part of that. It's kind of a, uh, a lead-in into Christmas. And uh, uh, as you can see in the bulletin, the boxes are due on Sunday, November uh, 12th. All right. Uh, Pastor Jay is on vacation. That's why I'm up here doing the announcements. So I'll be praying for him as well. And uh, again, looking forward to our, our mission speaker today. Let's pray. And Lord, you are the, the God of the good news. You're the God of the gospel, the God of salvation. We thank you for bringing us salvation uh, in your only son, Jesus Christ, so that we could have our sins forgiven and have eternal life with you. And it's in Jesus' name that we meet today. It's in Jesus' name we ask that you would bless the service. We do pray, Lord, you'll be with uh, our, our praises. You'll be with our worship of you. Uh, we pray that everything said and done during this hour would bring glory to you. You are so deserving of it. Uh, I do pray, Lord, that you'll uh, bless our Sunday school hour, bless this whole day of, of ministry and activity, help our thoughts, our minds, our hearts be truly focused on you this morning. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul is telling the Corinthians that he's pleading with God to take away the thorn in the flesh that he was experiencing. And he told the Corinthians in verse 9, But he, God, said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Let's praise God right now for his grace that is sufficient for us. Please stand. Thank you. 
And Lord, we pray that you would increase our belief today. We pray that you would increase our faith. Help us to uh, trust in you more. Help us to draw closer to you. Lord, help us to really believe those things that we sang about, to believe in the resurrection, to believe in the, uh, your power, to believe in your uh, love, your, your safety, your provision. Lord, help us to believe in you and to walk with our God as we go through the, uh, the ups and downs, the difficulties of this life. Lord, we thank you that we have so many good things to believe in and that these things are real, that these things are true. Lord, help us to believe in your son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave his very life for us, rose again. Lord, we uh, pray in Jesus' name and we bring our request before you in his name, knowing that you're a God who is uh, powerful and who does care and who is full of grace and truth and mercy. Lord, we pray this morning for uh, Fred Peterson. We thank you, Lord, that uh, his hospital stay was short. We thank you that he's having less pain. We pray, Lord, that you would uh, be with him as he goes through surgery this week. We pray for the surgery to go well. We pray you will guide the surgeon's hands. We pray for Fred to have a speedy recovery and uh, for, Lord, his body to uh, adjust to what's being done. Uh, we pray, Lord, that this uh, surgery will result in uh, less health problems for him and that, Lord, you would just make him well. And we pray, Lord, for Kelly, his wife, as she goes through this with him, give her strength, help her with the, uh, the waiting for things to happen. And, uh, Lord, we just pray you'll protect and bless the Peterson family this week. And, Lord, we uh, continue to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray for the protection of Israel. We pray for an end to the attacks on Israel. We pray that Hamas will be totally defeated. We pray, Lord, that you would frustrate the plans of the enemy and that you would bring these terrorist organizations to justice. Uh, we pray, Lord, that uh, hostages would be freed. Uh, we pray, Lord, that the countries of the world would support Israel. We, we, uh, Lord, our hearts are heavy over all the anti-Semitism we're hearing about around the world and even in our own country. We pray, Lord, that you would change hearts, that you would change attitudes towards Israel. Uh, we pray that you would bring uh, healing to the situation. We also pray, Lord, for the relief aid. We pray, Lord, that the relief aid can get to the families who need it. We pray especially for uh, Samaritan's Purse and other organizations, other Christian organizations that are over there trying to bring hope, trying to help things. We pray, Lord, that you would bring an end to this conflict. We pray you would give wisdom to Israel's leaders. And, uh, Lord, we know that uh, it's just another sign that the world needs you. The world needs the, the Messiah. We pray, Lord, that uh, the people of the world would look to, to you, to God, uh, for ultimate resolution to the problems of this world. Lord, we pray for uh, the Women's Bible Study 21-Day Challenge. Lord, we thank you that uh, they're, they're doing this. We thank you for putting it on Dale's heart to, uh, to bring this challenge to our ladies. We pray, Lord, that they would just uh, grow a lot from the Gospel of John, help them to be faithful in their reading each day. I pray, Lord, that you would just show them great things about Jesus, show them great things about yourself as they participate in this 21-day challenge. I pray the Gospel of John would be real in their lives and that you would bless this challenge. Lord, we pray for uh, Flo Carmen's son, Dan, as he's having uh, surgery uh, today or tomorrow for this detached retina. We pray, Lord, that the surgery will be successful. We pray that you'll help uh, Dan's eye to heal, that his improve, uh, eyesight would improve. And we pray, Lord, that you would just uh, uh, be with Dan in a special way at this time. 
Lord, we, um, again, we pray for, for TC and Kelly Bars. We thank you, Lord, that they're here. We pray for uh, their presentation. Uh, we pray you'll be with TC as he preaches and uh, be with him and his wife as they share in the uh, Sunday school hour. And we just pray, Lord, that we'll get to know them, encourage them. We, we, we pray, Lord, that you would already be preparing the way for them to go to Mexico, that you'd already be preparing a place and getting their ministry ready. We pray for their support needs. We pray that the support would come in. We pray for their family needs. We pray, Lord, that you would equip them and bless them and uh, just help them to, ready to, be, uh, to be ready to go uh, on the field in February. Lord, we do pray for uh, our ministries again in October here. We pray you'll continue to bless uh, uh, the, the weekly meetings, bless the Gopher Buddies and Olympians. We pray for the heart-to-heart uh, -heart luncheon tomorrow. We pray that that would be a good time in the Lord and that the, uh, the widows would feel uh, special and encouraged. We pray for the youth group Nerf Night tonight. We pray that this would be a good time of fun. It would be a safe time. We pray that there would be some, uh, some new kids coming out and maybe some kids who haven't been out in a while. And we just pray it'll be a good time in the Lord. We also pray for the, the devotion tonight, that it would be challenging to our young people. And Lord, we pray that you'll continue to uh, grow the youth group numerically and, and spiritually deeper as well. Lord, we continue to pray for those families uh, working the outage and those working long hours this fall. Uh, Lord, we know that the, uh, the outage has already been into it a couple of weeks now. We pray, Lord, that you would give endurance, you would give strength and energy. Uh, we pray for the workers, help them with the long shifts. We pray for the families, Lord, and help them with the changes in schedule. And Lord, we pray for husbands and wives during this time, that you would uh, keep them connected. We pray for parents and kids. And uh, Lord, just all the different stresses and strains that happen during the outage, Lord, just uh, help the families of Quinton Baptist Church as they go through this. Lord, also, uh, I mentioned Pastor Jay and Dana. We pray for them. We pray you'll give them a good end to their vacation. And uh, Lord, we thank you that they could have a, a good time away. Lord, we pray for our missionaries of the month, Mato Fernandez and uh, Carlos and Yolanda Gomez. Bless their ministry in Spain. And Lord, we also pray for Abu Saad. And, and Lord, we know that he's over there in the, in the midst of things. We just pray, Lord, that you would give him safety. You would protect him and his family. And uh, Lord, the, our, our world is raging. We know there's a lot of unrest. And Lord, it all points to our need for you. So Lord, I, I pray that you would reveal yourself in a great way during these times. We pray, Lord, that you would be uh, saving souls during these uh, uh, hectic times. And uh, Lord, that you would exalt yourself among the nations. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's continue to worship in song. And as we sing, children in first through third are dismissed for Children's Church. Please stand.
Be seated. Our scripture reading today comes from Psalm 46. Psalm 46 in the book of Psalms. Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad, city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice and the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come behold the works of the Lord. How he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. This time we're going to watch a video uh, about God being exalted in the nations. This is an Ethnos uh, 360 video. of Ethnos 360 is a thriving church for every people. Ethnos 360 equips its members to reach and disciple unreached people groups wherever they are found. Of the 7.4 billion people of the world, 3.1 billion are unreached. As our founder Paul Fleming said in 1942, our efforts shall be directed where no witness of the gospel has yet reached. That still drives Ethnos 360 today. And when we go wherever God sends us, what happens? Relationships are formed, cultures and languages are learned, Bibles are translated, lives are transformed, churches are established. But that is a task of monumental proportions. Accomplishing this huge job efficiently and well takes a network of people each doing their part. Ethnos 360 needs each missionary to make the network function. God's plan from the beginning is for different people with different gifts and abilities to work together in different roles and capacities towards his common goals. Reaching Latin America.
While learning culture and language, a church planter will develop relationships while working on Bible lessons, literacy courses and Bible translation in order to present the gospel clearly. Would you like to share in the fruit of this ministry? Then would you prayerfully consider joining the team? All right, as TC comes, I've asked him to share a little more about himself and also share something from God's word. So TC, come and thank you for being here. Good morning. I, uh, as, as you saw in the video, my wife and I are here with Ethnos 360, which was uh, New Tribes, and um, we are uh, en route to Mexico, Lord willing, um, support raising right now, and in uh, February, March, we will be in Mexico for me to learn Spanish, and um, yeah, we realized... Uh, give you a little bit of, we'll give you more information at Sunday School, but I just wanted to say uh, the big thing that pushed us to be part of Eth Ethnos 360 was reaching the unreached with the gospel, and it became an access problem. Um, people in the world do not have access to a Bible or a church in their first language, uh, and so we desired to be a part of that, and now we are going to Mexico where there are still 17 people groups in Mexico that do not speak Spanish as their first language that don't have a church in their language. And we'd love to he tell you more in, uh, after this service, in between Sunday school and now, or uh, even stay for Sunday school. Uh, real quick, um, if you can't stay for Sunday school, which I encourage you to because I'd love to talk to you, uh, come grab a prayer card. There's information on how to support us, how to, how to keep updated with us, um, even how to join our Facebook page, as well as my wife has, uh, the, has created these pamphlets, and these are free for you guys to take if you'd like. And they're basically just how to support a missionary. Um, and it's not specific, it's a generic, where the goal of these are who are you praying for, who are you supporting, how are you being a part of their team. Um, eth uh, for, for Kelly and I, being a part of Ethnos, this is not my family solely going to Mexico. We have a team of people praying for us, partners supporting us, and uh, we are looking forward to the opportunity of just getting to know you guys. But these are generic, like I said. So if you're not praying for us, who are you praying for? If you're not being a part of, their, of someone's team, this is a challenge for you to, how can you be? Um, so thank you for having us. And let me pray, and then we can get into the word. And like I said, more information to come on Ethnos 360, how we got there, uh, our, our time of how we got married. All of those things will be explained during Sunday school. Lord, thanks for the opportunity to be here at Quidson Baptist, and Lord, thanks for just the privilege to spend time with people that I, we already know, and just the opportunity to catch up with uh, the Irizaris, and, and uh, yeah, Lord, thanks so much for just the privilege of uh, being able to share your word. I pray you just give me the words to say, Lord, thank you for Again, just a privilege of being able to be here. 
In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to be in Joshua, uh, chapter 7 and the end of chapter 6. But to give you a little bit of backstory, obviously, you probably, some of you guys, many of you more than likely already know, Joshua chapter 6 is the battle of Jericho. Um, the walls come tumbling down. God tells them, tells Israel to march around the city. People are like, what are you doing? God destroys the walls, and there is destruction of Jericho, and Israel got to see God's power at first hand. It's uh, the end of chapter 6 is where we're going to be uh, reading, and I'll read 17 through 19, 6, 17 through 19. But this is uh, the direction God gives Israel as to what to do with the destruction of Jericho. What to do and what not to do. So this is God's word. 6, 17 to 19. The city shall be under the ban. It and all of it in its belongings to the Lord. Only Rahab the harlot and all who are with her in the house shall live because she hid the messengers whom we sent. But as for you, keep yourself from the things under the ban so that you do not covet them and take some of those things under the ban and make the camp of Israel accursed and bring trouble on it. But all the silver, gold, articles of bronze, and iron are, the whole, are holy to the Lord. They shall go to the treasury of the Lord. This is the word of God. And Joshua and Israel had very clear directions what to do with everything that they just saw get destroyed. Don't touch it. It's not yours. God was pretty clear about that, right? We just read God very clearly saying, do not take any of it. Don't even look at it, or you don't even get tempted. <clears throat> he, he said, those spoils belong to me. Let's keep reading. Uh, well, I'm going to read 7, 1 through 5. Chapter 7, 1 through 5. But the sons of Israel acted unfaithfully in regard to the things under the ban. For Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, from the tribe of Judah, took some of the things under the ban. Therefore, the anger of the Lord burned against the sons of Israel. Now Joshua sent men to, from Jericho to Ai, which in, in, is near Bethaven, east of, the, of Bethel, and said to them, Go up and spy on the land. So the men went up and spied out Ai. They returned to Joshua and said to them, Do not let all the people go up. Only the two or three thousand men need to go to Ai. Do not make all the people toil up there, for they are few. So about 3,000 men from the people went up there, but they fled from the men of Ai. The, the men of Ai struck them down, 36 of their men, and pushed them from the gates as far as Sherebim and struck them down on the descent. So the hearts of the people melted and became as water. So you can see that 
<laughs> well, a couple things. Uh, Joshua sent men from Israel from Jericho. So they were still at Jericho. It wasn't like they were anywhere else. They were still right where the destruction, seeing God destroy the walls, the, the power of God, and they still did the very thing God said not to do. And there are consequences for those actions, as you see. Um, it's interesting. They, who knows, it could have been from like a, a high seeing God do what he just did. Don't send too many men. We don't need that many men. Don't make them go all the way up there to, just to, to take over a small, small area. It's okay. And it's interesting, Joshua's the one everyone's looking to. And the perspective of seeing, going from seeing Israel walking around Jericho, walls come tumbling down, seeing God work and move with his power to seeing all of the people around you terrified from a small group of people that should have been something that they could have done uh, with the Lord's help. <clears throat> they got pushed back, and it's interesting, they were so scared, their hearts melted like water. It's crazy to think that's like what happened. Um, and obviously, we know, seeing the story, that it's because of their disobedience. So we're going to read 6 through 10, chapter 7, 6 through 10. And this is Joshua's prayer to the Lord. And this is where we're going to be staying for a while. 6 through 10, the word of God. Then Joshua tore his clothes and fell to the earth on his face before the ark of the Lord until the evening. Both he and the elders of Israel... They put dust on their heads. Joshua said, Alas, O Lord, of, Lord God, why did you ever bring us, bring this people, sorry, why did you ever bring this people over the Jordan only to deliver us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us? If only we have been willing to dwell beyond the Jordan. O Lord, what can I say since Israel has turned their back before their enemies? For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land will hear of it, and they will surround us and cut us off our name from the earth. And what will you do for your, for your great name? So the Lord said to Joshua, Rise up. Why is, that, why is that you have fallen on your face? And if you keep reading, you see that God tells Joshua the sin that's in his camp and what to do about it. But it's interesting because from his perspective, he knows that God desires him to be a part of the land. From Joshua's perspective, it's, it's like everyone's looking at him. What am I supposed to do? And it's really easy to think that uh, this is a, a, uh, a blame of God. When I first read this, I'm thinking, man, like he's blaming the Lord potentially. Israel has made these statements about Egypt being taken out of Egypt many times. Um, when God in Numbers, uh, yeah, in Numbers, uh, sorry, in Exodus fourteen, 
they went up and they saw the giants in the land. They sent spies into the land and they say, hey, there's giants here. And Israel's response is basically what Joshua said. Why has the Lord brought us out of Egypt to die in the desert? And their response in, in uh, Exodus 14 was very clearly a response of sin, blaming God. Blaming God for saying, like, well, you brought us out of Egypt. We should have stayed in Egypt. We are here to die now because there's giants in the land. And there's some, some really cool similarities between this story and that one. Uh, and what's interesting, though, is their response in that moment was disobedience and even blaming like, you brought us out of Egypt to do this. How dare you? <clears throat> What's also interesting, turn with me to Exodus 32 really quick. This is uh, a really cool um, point when Moses is on the top of the mountain. And he's looking, and he's in the presence of the Lord getting the Ten Commandments. And Israel, right before this, is saying, where is Moses? We do not know. Aaron, create a calf, a golden calf, that we could worship. Aaron, the priest, the brother of Moses, and Aaron does that. He creates a calf because Moses is gone. We don't know where he is. Who's going to lead us? Let's worship this calf. Let's worship the gold that God created. Let's worship an idol. All while Moses is on top of a mountain getting what God's told him, the, the Ten Commandments. And Exodus 32, 11 through 12, this is Moses' response to God being angry with Israel. <clears throat> Exodus 32, 11 through 12. Then Moses entreated the, entreated the Lord, his God, and said, O Lord, why does your anger burn against your people whom you have brought from the land of Egypt with great power, with an almighty hand. Why should the Egyptians speak, saying, with evil intent, he brought you out to kill them in the mountains and destroy them from the face of the earth? Turn from your burning anger and change your mind about doing harm to your people. God looks at Moses and right before this and says, I'm going to destroy all of them. They, they are worshiping an idol, and Moses is entreating the Lord, talking exactly this, about the same story that Israel was talking about in, X, in Numbers, as well as Joshua is pointing to God in with all of those 36 people dying, going to fight Battle of Ai. And I want you to see there are three responses to a problem in your life a sickness, a disease, a thing that's going on in your life, all of the things that happen, there are, I, I'm willing to bet there are people here who are hurting. Death in the family, sickness in your body. All of, you, you can name it. There's probably someone, many in this room, that have something that's going on in their life. And there are three responses that you can have. You could do the same thing Israel did in rebellion, blaming God for your problem. Bra blaming God for maybe not pulling you out of Egypt to kill you in the desert, but blaming God just like Israel did. You could go before God and entreat the Lord and asking God to change his mind. Not at all a bad option. 
I would say that's a pretty good option compared to the latter. But going back to Joshua, Joshua, this is not a blaming of God. This is a lament before the Lord. And when I say lament, giving you a definition of what lament is, lament is a prayer expressing sorrow, pain, or confusion, expressing to the Lord on how to feel in your time of need or sorrow. You see, Joshua had no idea, and you can tell this by the story, because right after he says, why have you brought your face to the floor? Why are you on your, on your face? He tells him about the sin in the camp. From Joshua's perspective, we can see in the story that he had no idea. All he knew was God was going to give him the land because he knew that was a promise. He knew that he already seen walls come tumbling down in Jericho, and the very next thing, he sends a few people in comparison to a small area in Ai, and they get destroyed to the point of everyone's in fear, what do you do? (laughs) What would you do in that moment? It's pretty easy to blame God. I think it'd be, for me, I know I'd be really easy for me to blame the Lord, just like Israel. Lord, you brought us out of Egypt to kill us? Like, didn't you promise? Yeah, but his response is a lament. And these laments are found a lot of times in the Psalms. Give you a few examples. Uh, in the Psalms, when destruction was coming on God's people, a good example is uh, Psalms 10, verse 1. You don't have to turn. I'm just going to read it. Why, Lord, do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself in the time of trouble? Or David's cry before asking for forgiveness in his old age in Psalm 6, 3. My soul is in deep anguish. How long, Lord? How long? There are laments before the Lord that are not sinful. I would say lamenting the Lord is not sinful at all. You're not blaming the Lord. God has given us, God has given them the land, but from, like I said, Joshua's perspective, he was, people were just slaughtered. Why is this? See, he's lamenting the Lord, saying, you're bringing us out of Egypt to, what are you doing? He's basically saying, what are you doing? I don't understand. Help me understand. What am I missing? Has there ever been a time where you have been in prayer questioning God because of things going not the way you desired? Or someone in your family dying, the loss of a job, you being sick, Fill in the blank. Has there ever been a time in your life where you're going through trouble and how do you respond? I can give you a story in my life. I actually, um, my, my daughter was born May 5th, my, our second daughter, Piper. She's uh, almost six months now. And during the time of being born, we were having an opportunity to, we were trying to figure out what we were going to do for the summer. And we were thinking of potentially going back to Word of Life in New York because that's where we were working uh, in, before we joined Ethnos, we wanted to connect with people. At the same time, the Lord had a different plan, which I am so thankful for. I had the opportunity to be a pastoral intern at a church in Maryland. And for three months, I just interacted with the elders, interacted with the pastors, and just spent time in a congregation of believers. 
And it was such a blessing to be able to stay in Maryland for the first two and a half months of Piper's life, trying to figure out life with two babies. It was, it was such a blessing uh, for, for me, for my wife. It was really, really a great time. But during that time, I saw during those th- two and a half, three months, almost every weekend there was a funeral. Every, I would say there was some weekends, there was two. And granted, this church was large. They have roughly 550 on their Sunday morning service. And so you could say, that, well, like that's, you hear a lot more people. There were people who, were, who have passed away during that time that were not old. It was, it was there were some hard times during those times being there for that congregation. And I got to see a group of men who love the Lord coming and just pouring into people who are in the situation where they are in a point of sorrow. And I got to see all of that for three months. But on top of being an intern, I also was trying to prep my time for being faithful to support raising. So I was trying to get things going for the fall, calling pastors, calling different churches, calling friends, connecting with people, seeing what we can do during the fall, because I want to be able to be faithful to the Lord and what the Lord's called us to and support raising. So I'm doing that, and I remember one Monday evening just pouring my heart out to Kelly and being just frustrated. And I remember just spending a whole morning calling churches and getting nowhere. There were connections that, yeah, I was, I was kind of throwing a pity party. I was kind of just like sitting there and saying like, I, I was almost, yeah, I was very much like, I felt like the Lord wasn't opening up opportunities or people weren't opening up opportunities for me that I felt we should be a part of. There was events that we weren't invited to and I was like, we should be there. And I was I remember looking to Kelly and I saying, like, I don't know. I just know the Lord has called us here, but I am confused, and I am not sure. I know the Lord's called us ethnos, and the Lord's provided so many ways, but today was discouraging, and I needed to go before the Lord. But there was parts of me that was pretty frustrated. <laughs> and thinking about Joshua... God answering, saying, get up, why are you on your face? And if you keep reading the story, I challenge you, please read the rest of it. The end of uh, chapter 7, God tells him there's sin in the camp. Here's what you need to do about it. And in chapter 8, God provides, they go back to Ai and they defeat again. They go back to a battle of Ai and they, get, they defeat Ai. But I remember that evening praying, going back to my story of that Monday evening, praying to the Lord and asking, like, okay, God, like, I know that, like, I'm frustrated, but I don't really know what's going on. Can you help me? And I remember going before the Lord and asking for forgiveness for any area that I sinned in what I said to my wife or just my frustration, but also asking the Lord, like, what am I missing? Is there something I'm not doing? And I remember my wife the next day, telling me that she was praying that the Lord would provide and even encourage me. Um, and I believe the next day the Lord answered that prayer. Um, the next morning, uh, I remember going with an Awana missionary that w- goes to the church I was interning with. 
uh, and he is connecting us with churches. I'm basically just following him around, going to, I think we went to seven churches. And I remember going with him, and the goal was just, he was very much like, I'm there to represent Awana, you can hang out, and if they want to talk to you, praise, just this cool connection. You can talk to any of them afterwards, or even during it. And I remember going to the very first one, and it was a church that, I had no idea where we were going, but it was a church that uh, we already went to, and it was a pastor, a friend, and he looked at me, and we haven't talked in a couple months, and he said, don't count our church out. I said, wow, thank you. And it was really cool to be encouraged by that pastor in that moment, definitely after the day before. And then we went to another church, and the third church we went to, I remember going to the door, and uh, I remember Mike knocking, and he an- the pastor answers, and then he looks at me, and I didn't know. He kind of looked at me like with a confused look, and I couldn't tell if he was looking at me like, who are you? Like, I mean, obviously, he doesn't know me. So uh, he brings us in, and he, micro, uh, yeah, he just introduces me, and then about 10 minutes in, the pastor looks at me, and he says, I know you. And I said, <laughs> I'm thinking, no, no, he doesn't. He doesn't know me. I've never seen him before. And he's like, no, like, do you know this pastor? And I said, yeah, he's a good friend of ours. He's a good friend of my wife and I. He's like, We've been praying for you in a small group of pastors for like four months now, every single month, and we've been praying specifically for you and your wife, and I know because I've seen a picture of you, and I remember praying for you, and I remember sitting there thinking like, man, the Lord is really good. Like, I've never met this man, and he's been praying for me. Like, what, what, the Lord is just blowing me out of the water in that moment. And I remember sitting there and then the next day just having a meeting with him and he's just encouraging me and, and excited for me and even excited for me to even potentially come to share at his, his church. And fast forward, that was probably the most exci- encouraging moment to know that the Lord was going before me for four months to have this conversation with this pastor that I've never met before to then him being excited and me being excited and me going through the process, my wife and I going through the process of filling out all their paperwork to potentially be a supportive missionary with them. And then fast forward, uh, next week, uh, we get to go to their church and present like I am today. And I'm so encouraged to know that in that moment, when I remember him saying that, that was my moment, the Lord was looking at me and saying, why are you on your face? (laughs) Get up. What are you doing? And remind you, I did not do everything in that moment perfect. I definitely was frustrated in sin that Monday night. I do remember very clearly going before the Lord and asking him, like, literally lamenting. But the Lord is so good in our time of need. I just want to encourage you in closing. I'm not sure where you're at. I'm not sure what's going on in your life. I'm not sure what's going on in this church specifically. But whatever it is that you are, if there's something troubling you, (laughs) you can choose to be sinful and blame the Lord. 
you can choose to say, God, why did you do this? Why are you allowing this? And in some ways, that can be a lament, but if you're blaming the Lord, you should go before the Lord today and ask for forgiveness. But you can also go before the Lord and, and ask questions. God wants to heal, hear how you're feeling. He wants to hear what you're going through. He wants, just like Joshua, Lord, I don't know what's happening. Are you bringing us out here to kill us? Just let me know. That's not a blame. That's just a straight up like, this is what I see. And that's not a bad place to be. You could also go before the Lord and beseech the Lord to ask him to change his mind, to ask him to, to go before you. All of those things are good in your time of trouble. But if you are at a point where you have sinned before the Lord blaming him, the Lord is, is capable 100% to, to forgive you of that, and he's not going to leave you in that. Not at all saying that you're going to have an easy life or challenges won't come, but how you respond, how you respond to the Lord is important. And it's okay to tell the Lord how you feel. The Lord has uh, been faithful in my life, and I'm, I'm positive he will be faithful in yours, no matter what's happening in your life, no matter sin, struggles, sickness, death. The Lord is there. The Lord is good. No matter what trials they are. He wants to hear about it. I challenge you to go before the Lord in that. Thank you so much for the opportunity of being here, and I, I pray that this was encouraging and that uh, we can, yeah, just be a, a, an encouragement to you through this message, but also just interacting with you after the service. We're so thankful to be here. Again, please come and talk to us, and even come stay for Sunday school, hear more of our story, and uh, come ask questions. We would love to answer any questions you have about our life, about Ethnos 360, or what we're planning on doing in Mexico. Thank you, Pastor Sky. Let's pray. And Lord, we thank you that Israel's defeat of Ai was not the end of their story. It was not the end of Joshua's story. We thank you, Lord, that they were able to, uh, to repent, to get things right with you, and then to move forward and walk in victory. And Lord, I pray for anyone who's feeling defeated today, that, Lord, you would encourage them, that you would give them hope, that you'd lift them up. And we thank you, Lord, that our ultimate victory is in you, the Lord Jesus Christ, who defeated sin and death on the cross for us dying for our sin and rising again on the third day. Lord, I pray for anyone who here is, does not know you as Savior, that today would be their day of salvation. They would accept Christ as Savior. They would receive Christ into their heart, and they would walk in victory with you. Lord, I thank you for this reminder that uh, for as long as we're alive, it's not too late to, to have the victory, to, to move out of defeat and into freedom and victory. Lord, we thank you that that's in you. And uh, Lord, I pray that uh, as we think about this message, we would uh, share that good news with others, 
that, Lord, we would be encouraged to, just as TC shared about the, the victory you gave him over discouragement, we would be able to tell others about uh, the victory we have in Christ, that Christ can lead anyone out of, uh, out of sin, out of depression, out of hopelessness. Oh, Lord, we thank you for the great hope we have in him. Help us to share it with others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Excited to see what TC and Kelly are going to do in Mexico, and obviously we know that they're going to share the gospel. And so we're going to close our service today with a song that's different from our normal worship songs. It's a song where Jesus is telling us that we must, until he comes, until he returns, tell others about him. So please stand as we sing together.
Amen. We have a living Savior. And uh, we can go tell the world about him, how he rescues us from sin and death, how he rescues us from depression, despair, hopelessness, and gives us new life. And uh, that's the message today. I want to thank uh, uh, TC and Kelly for being with us today. If you want to go ahead to your table, I encourage you to uh, shake hands with him and uh, pick up one of his prayer cards. They'll be at their table in the foyer, so you can uh, see them there. Again, they will be in the fellowship hall for Sunday school. You'll get to hear more about uh, their testimony, how God's uh, brought them to this point, and uh, ask any questions you have. And uh, that should be a, a good time in the Lord as well. Again, if you're here today, maybe you're going through a time of defeat. Maybe you feel like Joshua, and you're just wondering what's going on and, and why are things the way they are. Uh, you feel uh, beaten down. We'll have people at the front. They'd love to encourage you, to help you in this moment, uh, to, to remind you of the victory that we have in Christ. Uh, we'll have people at the front uh, to minister to you. Lord, help us to uh, live out the words we just sang, to go tell the world about you. Lord, there's, uh, there's no better person we can share. There's no greater name. There's no one else who can uh, bring about the changes that you bring. Lord, thank you for the victory you have in Christ. Thank you that he holds the keys to life and death. Help us to go tell the world about him, but also to remember during our hard times uh, that he is there for us and with us and that he will bring us through. Uh, Lord, give us uh, encouragement today and may your praise be on our lips in Jesus' name. Amen.